It's now time for the Billy C Show, part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to you by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Man on the Planet, is available right now, where all good books are sold. You can get a copy of this book right now while you're watching or listening to the show. Just go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Actually, go to amazon.com. It's easier. Just uh, uh, search uh, Tom Molino or even my name, Bill Calagero, and it'll pop right up. If you need a signed copy, uh, just drop me an email, bill at billyseatboxing.com or Billy at TalkinBoxing.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Once again, we are doing the show uh, a little off schedule. Uh, We're a day early and and one day and one hour early due to uh, some scheduling conflicts. So uh, hopefully uh, you'll catch this show live because we want you to be part of uh, uh, the uh, uh, chat room. And uh, my man Jason's already, uh, hey, I'm sorry, Jesus is already in there. Uh, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you involved with that uh, in a little bit. And if you're watching uh, the delay, uh, I apologize. Hopefully uh, next week uh, we'll be back uh, regular time. All right. Today's show, the PBC is a sinking ship. It's the Titanic of boxing, if you will. Uh, I'll get into that. Uh, in a minute or two, or maybe five. Uh, first and foremost, I wanted to, uh, uh, Jesus, happy Wednesday to you. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I'm, his, his other comment I'm going to hold off on because it's uh, actually the premise of my show. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, let's get some fight results uh, to you from Saturday on ESPN Plus, uh, Takuma Inoue. Uh, fought uh, uh, Jerwin Anakahas, um, and uh, Inoue uh, won the fight. Uh, he stopped uh, Anakahas uh, in, uh, with a vicious body shot. I don't know if you saw it. It was a one-punch knockout, 44 seconds of the ninth round. Uh, Inoue improved to 19-1 uh, with uh, five knockouts. Uh, beautiful body shot, if you didn't see it. Uh, get ESPN Plus and, and go watch it. Um, uh, Anacasa dropped to 34-4 and four, uh, in that one. Um, Nakatani, uh, he stopped uh, Santiago um, in uh, the sixth round, one minute and 12 seconds uh, to be exact. Uh, Alejandro uh, Santiago went down. He, he uh, drops to 28 wins, five losses, five draws, 14 of his wins coming by knockout. And uh, Junto Nakatani improved to 27-0 with 20 knockouts. Uh, again, one minute, 12 seconds of the sixth round. Uh, also, uh, a fight that was on the zone. Um, all right, uh, this was... Uh, uh, a lot of talk. I, I, you know, I broke the fight down. I, I um, was looking forward to this fight. Um, and uh, the chosen one, Edgar Berlanga, 
Um, he fought and won, knocked out uh, Pedreg uh, McCrory uh, at two minutes in 44 seconds of the sixth round to improve to 22-0 and 0 with 17 knockouts. Uh, McCrory drops to 18-1 and 1 with nine knockouts. Um, you know, I, I got to be honest, I, I wasn't impressed with Berlanga. I'm sorry, I wasn't. Um, you know, I, I, I believe he has no chance against Mugaya. I think he has no chance against Benavidez. And I think, uh, he definitely doesn't have a chance against Canelo. Um, he needs more work. I know everybody's talking about, it, including myself. Uh, I thought that maybe he deserved to let, look, um, he's a dirty fighter too. I mean, in this fight, uh, that elbow really pissed me off. I mean, it was a blatant elbow. Uh, he, he landed a couple of head butts. Uh, to me, they didn't look accidental and low blows. They were all on display against McCrory. Uh, he did stop him, uh, uh, but uh, but I think he needs uh, more work uh, for sure. Uh, also, the 2020 Olympic gold medalist Andy Cruz in two, to improved to three and zero with a knockout when he dominated uh, Brian uh, uh, Zamaripa, uh, who drops to fourteen and three. It was a ten round. A fight for the uh, one of these belts. I don't know, but uh, that was an exciting fight, uh, and also an elimination fight. Um, Shakiram Glaziov uh, took a technical decision over Pablo Cesar Cano. The only reason why I mention this is Pablo Cesar Cano. Uh, you know, at one point, I mean, this guy was uh, an exciting fighter. Uh, I think his uh, best days are are, are over. Um, and uh, there was a flyweight uh, fight. Another Olympian, uh, Yak. Um, uh, Yakiel Rivera improved to 5-0 and with two uh, knockouts when he uh, fought a 10-round decision over Andy Dominguez, who uh, drops his first fight 10-1 and now uh, with five of his wins coming by knockout. And speaking of flyweights, on the zone, again, I watched a fight uh, that I, I absolutely loved. It was a thrilling uh, fight on the uh, zone in the flyweight division. Uh, and uh, it featured uh, Connor Butler going against Jay Harris. Uh, Connor Butler was a local kid, uh, a lot of fanfare. Uh, the promoter of the event was looking forward to uh, uh, having Connor Butler bu uh, bust onto the scene and, and maybe uh, take a step up. It was a uh, uh, kind of a unification uh, title, if you will. Um, the Commonwealth and European flyweight titles uh, were in... Uh, uh, the hands of Butler and the uh, uh, British title was in the hands of Jade Harris. Well, if you missed this fight, you missed a great one. I mean, what a tough fight to score. I, I mean, but at the end, the guy who I thought won won, and that was Jay Harris, and he improves to uh, uh, his record now is twenty one and three with eleven knockouts. Butler lost for the first time in his career, dropping to eleven wins, one loss, and one draw. Um, there was a bantamweight prospect on this card too, um, Jack Turner. He improved to five and zero. Uh, all of his wins by first round knockout, and he stopped uh, uh, Salamani Bangazi in the first round. Bangazi drops to nineteen and ten. Um, you know, a good test for this kid. But you know, I, I mean, the truth of the matter is is he hasn't gotten out of the first round. I mean, we don't know if he's got the wind or whatever, uh, but uh, hats off to him. What devastating power at that weight in the Bantamweight. My thoughts on this card. Um, the main event was great, but the rest of the card all seemed to be mismatches inside the ring. On paper, they all look good. Uh, it was broadcast on the zone. 
Uh, and normally, I'm a I'm a big fan of Dizone, and I still am. Uh, but this was one of the first fights, uh, first fight cards, I should say, where um, they were mostly mismatches, except for the main event. The other con- the other men- thing I want to mention is that there was a female commentator. I don't know her name. She was uh, one of the worst I've ever heard. I mean, this chick, all she did was yell and scream, and she never shut the fuck up. I mean, she was just. I wish I could have reached through the, the, the TV and slapped her. I mean, uh, she just, it, you know, the late, great Nick Charles said it best. You know, he, he, he called the action as it was happening in front of him. You know, I mean, if you're watching it and you need to hear all this babbling bullshit going on and on and on and on, you know, I want to watch the fight. I mean, I want to hear some intelligent commentary, you know, uh, talking about what's going on in front of, in, in front of you in the ring. And she just kept, she uh, literally, she didn't shut up for the whole fight. It really ruined it. Uh, but uh, the one other thing I noticed about this card, which I enjoyed, and again, this is why I feel that the UK is so far ahead of the United States in boxing. Uh, this was a local card, right? It was a local show in Liverpool. And... The amount of young kids that were there, um, you know, and I'm not saying babies. I'm, I'm saying, you know, probably eight years old to, to teenagers and stuff. They were all over the place cheering on their local fighters. And, you know, this is what the difference is. You, you very rarely see that on American cards. You re- very rarely see it. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is this is why they have such knowledgeable boxing fans. They're, they're following the sport at a young age. And uh, they also have a pretty big pool of fighters because a lot of these young kids want to emulate the guys that they're cheering for. So um, I, I really thought uh, that, uh, that that was uh, uh, a good thing. So, uh, all right, let's get to my, uh, let's get to my, my, my thoughts here on uh, the PBC, okay? I mean, uh, the PBC uh, is uh, a sinking ship, all right? And... Um, I just want to remind everybody, by the way, you know, here's a plug. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, our Rumble page, and of course, subscribe to our podcast. You know, uh, we, we need the likes. We want you to forward it, send it to your friends. I mean, do all of that stuff. I want to make a, you know, for all these years we had been on TV, uh, radio, and podcasts, you know, we're trying to uh, get a better uh, presence on social media. So uh, help us out there. Um, uh Yes, uh, Jesus says the Japanese cards are uh, suspicious. It seems fights are all one-sided. I don't know, but they're entertaining. I mean, what do you expect? If Like Santiago went to Japan, you know, it's like uh, it's like when foreign fighters come to the U.S. I mean, you know, you're going to the home turf. You, you, you got to perform well. Um, so, so this is what got me cooking on the PBC, all right? This past weekend on social media, and like I said, I've been trying to be a little more... Um, vocal on on social media uh someone blasted me because i saw this post uh that said uh that the pbc had offered uh canelo 50 50 million dollars to to fight benavidez uh or uh maybe it wasn't benavidez but whatever and i made a comment and i said does the pbc actually have the money and um uh the the um the next day, that, that was on over the weekend. On Monday, it was reported that the, PCB, uh, the PBC and Canelo have parted ways because they couldn't come up with a $35 million purse for the Canelo, right? So I'm like, oh, geez, you know? So, so I started thinking, 
about the PBC and why it's sinking and why I think it's bad for the sport of boxing, and I always did. All right, if you remember, um, well, first of all, if you go to the PBC website, which obviously Premier Boxing Champions, if if you uh, didn't know that, if you go to their website, when you go under about P, the P, Premier Boxing uh, Champion Series, this is what it says. It says Premier Boxing Champions was created for television by Heyman Sports in January of 2015. PBC is a boxing series that runs that returns the sweet science to its rightful place atop the sports uh, 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 top of sports. They're saying and featuring today's best and brightest stars in their toughest, most ante- anticipated bouts. Uh, Premier Boxing Championships broadcast and streamed on Prime Video. Make a note of that. Uh, PBC takes backing, boxing back to its roots. This is pure boxing, simple, pure and simple, where what's brought to the fight mentally and physically is what determines who goes home, the winner, and who just goes home. Now, remember that. They're saying the most anticipated fight, the best fighters, blah, 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 right? Wrong. Let's go back. By the end of 2014, we were only watching uh, boxing on, you know, cable networks and uh, pay-per-views. All right. And it started hurting. Uh, Then uh, it even got to the point when streaming started taking place. Um, You know, you were you were had to pay for streaming. It even uh, streaming uh, uh, platform started saying, oh, well, maybe we'll only charge $9.99 and blah, blah, blah. The views were terrible. Trust me. We were doing streaming. We did them for free. Uh, we got a lot of, a lot of uh, viewers, and we were checking out a lot of the views from, uh, from uh, the pay-per-view streams, and they were getting nothing, nothing, you know? Um, so here's the thing. Don't, you know, Jason, I'm going I'm to, don't, don't ever uh, compare me to, to who you just did. All right. The guy's a clown, in my opinion. But uh, in any event, he, here's the thing. Let's follow the videotape. And maybe he says the same thing. But uh, here's the thing. I'm just going to break it down. All right. Uh, Al Heyman started uh, the PBC in, in 2015. And honestly, every time you turned around, they were on TV. They were on every single network. All right. And it was for free. NBC, CBS, ESPN, NBC, uh, sports Network, Spike TV, remember? Bounce TV, Fox, FS1. I, I'm probably missing a, a few more. They were all over the place, all right? That was in 2015. Everybody loved it. The fans loved it. Uh, in, in fact, the PBC was giving us what we all longed for, which was boxing on TV for free, right? Al Heyman, who in my opinion is more like Satan than anyone else, was promising the fighters big money. And they were making it. In a sense, he ruined the normal value of, uh, uh, of what the fighters were getting. Uh, of course, the fighters wanted to be part of the PBC because why not? If they could make more money, why wouldn't they, right? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't knock a fighter for making the most money that he could with the least amount of risk. Um, I, I, you know, when it comes to the pocketbook, you know, that's if I take my boxing purist hat off. Um, it sounds familiar, like somebody I, I mention all the time. Well, Al Heyman was and still is uh, the best con man uh, in sports today. The guy was able to con over $500 million. If you recall, we were recur- re- referring to it as his uh, war chest from investors in order to put on these shows. 
and of course pay these fighters the um uh you know exaggerated pricing uh, the exaggerated purses uh he pissed through that money so fast it wasn't funny and it and he was hoping it was going to be replaced by advertising dollars because he thought he was going to gain the viewership by giving uh the uh the fights for free and i i guess it sounds good but by 2017 the investors money was totally gone and by 2020 so were all the talented fighters um you know they had jumped on board and they jumped right off all right um you know uh, they successfully conned the boxing fans into thinking fighters like the Charlo brothers, Keith Broner, I mean, uh, Keith Thurman and Adrian Broner were actually quality fighters. And as of today, I doubt any boxing fan who knows the sport uh, that they know that it's just not true. The Charlo brothers are frauds. Broner's become a drunk. And Thurman, well, we all know him. I, in my opinion, uh, he's probably one of the most overrated fighters of, of recent memory. Uh, the purses that the PBC fighters make today are well below what the other promotions uh, promoters like, make, like Eddie Hearn, uh, Matchroom, Golden Boy, Top Rank, etc. The PBC single-handedly ruined Showtime boxing. We don't even see that anymore. And uh, recently, the PBC seems to have popped out from under the rocks that they were hiding under. And uh, the con man, Al Heyman, managed to con Amazon Prime, who incidentally wanted uh, to be in uh, live sports, especially uh, boxing. So he got the deal. The jury's still out on that, whether it works. But but I'll tell you what is, you have to pay for it. They're all pay-per-view now. Everything that the PBC has done recently is pay-per-view or by uh, subscription. You know, all the fans that thought the PBC was boxing savior and putting uh, boxing on TV for free, it's all gone. There's no more. We haven't seen it. Okay, uh, a lot of them are realizing, uh, except, uh, uh, you know, Jason's you're missing my point. You know, I just said if you were listening to the whole uh, thing, you would have heard me say that it was great that uh, free boxing on free TV. But it's not doing that. He bamboozled us. All right. He, he fleeced the boxing fan because there is no boxing on TV for free anymore. All right. Uh yeah, I do. I think the zone and ESPN Plus are good, specifically the zone. I think it's worth every nickel that you pay. It, it is to me, all right, because they have quality fighters and the PBC does not, okay? Um, you know, they're still trying uh, to uh, uh, question boxing fans' intelligence. Here, here's the bottom line of why I think the PBC is sinking. I got three issues, okay? Uh, three, three points. Number one. The fighters aren't getting paid as much. So now the fighters are flocking to other promotion companies that will open up their checkbooks wider than the PBC can afford. Uh, that's the PBC's own fault uh, for inflating the purse structure to begin with. The end results are that the frauds that they have now, a la the Charlo brothers, etc., and the integrity of those fighters, because I mean, almost all of them uh, end up in the news uh, for uh, what seems to be all negative things. I mean, how many times uh, have we seen these guys in, in the news? Uh, the second thing, they've lost all major investors and advertisers. Al Heyman uh, never once has reached into his own pockets. So the revenue stream must now come uh, from the deals he makes with the networks and the streaming companies. Uh, and finally, uh, you guys, the fans, right? Uh, he's feeding his fighters. Thank God he's finally feeding his fighters to other promoters because if you recall, um, they really they rarely did that. Um, and I think the biggest reason that 
they're failing right now is they fleeced the boxing fans and pulled the smokescreen with the free boxing on TV, with the exaggerated purses and everything that I'm talking about. They never really built the value in the PBC that boxing needs to have in longevity. They didn't invest in the younger fighters. uh, And when they did, like the Charlo brothers, because they took them on early, they never let them develop correctly because they had the O. They believed and conned the fans into thinking that if a fighter had an O, that equaled a quality fighter. Well, we all know that that's not true. The other thing is, is that the PBC tried to emulate the success of Dana White and the UFC. If you think about it, the PBC, the reason why they didn't want to work with other promoters is because they were trying to form their own league. They, at one point, they even were going to come out with their own title and everything else. It started to fail. It didn't work. Now they're starting to let their fighters fight on other cards because they can't afford to pay these guys. All right? All the promoters would love to have uh, a league like the UFC. Okay? All the promoters would love it. But the problem and the big difference between the UFC's success and boxing is that boxing's been around so long, and it's the sanctioning bodies that have their claws in it as well. So there's multiple fronts you have to battle in order to do it. The only way to be successful as a promoter in boxing today is to be willing to let your fighters fight other promoters' fighters and let your fighters fight on their Uh, networks or streaming uh, services, etc. They need to be able to play nice together in order for it to work. That's why back in the day, guys like Don King and Bob Arum uh, buried the hatchet to put on the fights. You think they liked each other? They really don't. They like each other now because they're 190 years old each. But back then, they didn't. But they came to terms when it it was important, uh, when they had a fight to, to be made because after all, everybody wants to make the money. You know, um, the bottom line is the PBC, uh, you know, could have uh, been in a better position today if they weren't so greedy. And, um, you know, I don't think they're going to last much longer, but we'll see. And incidentally, um, when that all was happening, I actually came up with a system that I thought would work. All right. Um, I thought that, but it would have to involve the sanctioning bodies and if they were set up sort of as divisions if you think of the way football is set up if you had the four major sanctioning bodies set up as divisions and if any promoter could be involved you know you could have a league set up and then you got the uh, you know like uh, secondary titles uh sanctioning bodies like the ibo the wbf and then the regional titles like the nabf and uh, nabo they could be like uh you know, approving ground. So, uh, you know, yes, the PBC is a sinking ship, 100%. Um, did, okay, so I'm going to respond to all of Jason. Apparently, he's a PBC boy. Um, you know, the zone never did promise anything. They promised a subscription, and you paid for those fights. Now, they own the sport of boxing, in my opinion. I could tune into the zone and watch fights on a Saturday afternoon starting at 2 o'clock. Uh, and watch them, you know, all different shows that they have. I'm loving it. Uh, you know, yes, they have the big fights. You do have to pay uh, the pay-per-view. But you know what? They have quality fights. They have different promoters involved. It's fun to watch. You know, they're they're not all, 
you don't know who's going to win all those fights. I'm sorry. I like the zone. I'm not that crazy about ESPN Plus, uh, so I, I agree with him there. Um, you know, uh, so I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And, and uh, you know, you can't say that they promised free boxing, Jason, because you always had to subscribe to DAZN. They never said DAZN was free, ever, okay? Uh, the PBC did because they cut deals with the networks that put the fights on, and we got to watch it for free, you know, and the story, you know? So, anyway, that's my thoughts on, uh, on uh, uh, the PBC. Um, you know, they still haven't ma- announced who uh, Canelo is uh, is fighting. Um, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya is saying that, uh, you know, that uh, he thinks maybe Mugai is going to be the guy and, and all this stuff. But I saw a couple of things, uh, and what interested me was uh, on the 23rd of this month, uh, you had uh, Terrence Crawford. He started his training camp, and Canelo started it on the same day. Uh, I don't know what that means, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, you know, it. it you know, I, I hope uh, that they fight. I doubt it. I do think that Canelo is kind of looking for uh, an easier fight. Uh, although a lot of people seem to believe. Um, you know, um, that he's not going to fight Crawford, uh, but, uh, but any event, um, the, um, you know, I saw this, I tell you what, I did see this on, on, uh, social media on the 24th. It, it said, uh, and I looked around, I tried to get confirmation on this and I couldn't, I couldn't get it from any, every connection I have, I couldn't get it. Uh, but it was posted on uh, social media. It said, uh, uh, from Terrence Crawford, supposedly. Uh, the title was Terrence Crawford Accepts Canelo's Terms to Fight at 168. This was a day, uh, this was the day after they started training camp. And uh, according to this post, uh, Crawford said, and I quote, Canelo, let's do it. I've always said, uh, man, that's a big step. But for a person to go up three weight classes from 147 to 168 and to win and become undisputed, wow, what can they say? They can't say nothing right now, but what can they say? Three-time undisputed champion and the smaller fighter that went up three weight divisions to conquer one of the baddest men that's been doing it for probably longer than me. I believe in me. I believe in my skills. We will win. I'm on board, Canelo. Let's do it. Um, I'm not sure that uh, that fight's going to materialize, but... Uh, uh, nonetheless, um, there's going to be uh, a fight uh, on Saturday on ESPN, a couple of good title fights. I'm going to be ringside uh, for that. So if you're going to be up at the Turning Stone uh, in Verona, New York, come by and uh, say hello, and uh, uh, we can uh, we could talk. And I'll mention that I saw you on air. Uh, Otebek uh, Kalamotov against uh, Raymond Ford for the WBA featherweight title. And Luis Alberto Lopez against Ryla Abe for the IBF featherweight title. Two great 50-50 fights uh, on that card. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, So, uh, um, you know, but I tell you, another fighter that I'm going to be looking at on that card uh, is uh, in the uh, junior welterweight division. Uh, His name is Bryce Mills. He's 14-1 with five knockouts. He's kind of a local kid. Uh, up in the uh, western New York area, and um, 
We're going to have him on the show. Uh, so I'm going to be watching that fight uh, very closely. Um, uh, and uh, Ed, Ed, you know, Jason thinks he's going to fight Berlanga. You know, I, I got news for you. If, he fight, if, if they let Berlanga fight Canelo, that just shows you that Canelo's taking an easy way out because Berlanga did not impress me at all. And speaking of Berlanga, uh, I think that this is the fight uh, for Berlanga. He should be fighting uh, David Morrell Jr., all right? And David Morrell Jr. came out and said, uh, and by the way, he's the regular WBA champ, super midway champ. He's 10-0 and with nine knockouts. He says, uh, Berlanga sucks. And he said, and I quote, this is uh, Morrell. He says, Berlanga is simply not on my level. I've watched his fights. I see nothing that worries me. Berlanga sucks, and I'll destroy him. If we ever step into the ring together, I'll knock him out in one round, guaranteed. I don't know about that. Uh, he says, uh, uh, I'm here to prove that I'm the best, whether it's Belanger or anybody else. I'm ready to step into the ring and show the world what I'm made of. I'm the best fighter in the super middleweight division. And soon everybody's going to know that. Well, I, you know, I, I, I enjoy the fact that he's, he's calling him out. Um, but, uh, but you know, when you take a look at this fight, um, I, you know, my thoughts of Berlanger aren't that good. I mean, I, you know, I'm not thinking that Belanga uh, is that great of a fighter. Um, he didn't impress me the other night, uh, that's for sure. Um, and, you know, when you, when you look at uh, Berlanga, he is, uh, the computer ranks him at number nine. David Morrell, number eight, uh, which is interesting. He's not ranked by the other sanctioning bodies because he's the WBA regular champion, which is total bullshit. But uh, as you know, Berlanga, he's probably going to be moving up in the rankings after his knockout win uh, last week. But, uh, you know, before the fight, he was ranked in all four of the sanctioning bodies. Number five in the WBO, number six in the IBF, number eight in the WBA, and number 10 in the WBC. I'd like to see that fight. I think that's a, a good fight to see. I think it's an even fight. They're both 26 years old. Uh, they're both six foot one. You got an orthodox fighter against a, uh, uh, a southpaw. I like the fight. That's what boxing should be about. Uh, we should be watching uh, uh, these guys climb the ladder. Uh, that's the end of uh, uh, the end of the. Uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's the end of story. I'm with my man Eric Killen. Glad to see you here, Eric. Uh, he likes the Mugaya fight. You know, I, I you, you mean Canelo and Mugaya? Um, I, I loved I loved that fight. I look. I don't think I don't think that. Um, Canelo wants to fight a guy like Mugaya or David Benitez. I do, Benavidez, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I don't think uh, he wants Benavidez at all. Benavidez is too big. And speaking of Benavidez, he's, he's moving up to 175. He's fighting uh, Alexander uh, Godzik um, in, uh, uh, in June. So uh, we'll see about that one. Um, uh, some other news I'll, I'll mention is uh, Gervonta Davis. Uh, tank is fighting Frank Martin. Does anybody care about this fight? I mean, I mean, everybody wanted to see Tank Davis. You know, he's regarded as one of the best fighters. I love, I love watching him fight when he's when he's on. Um, you know, he's exciting. You know, I don't like him outside the ring. He's you know that PBC uh, in trouble all the time. But um, you know, I I I I want to see him fight somebody. You know, uh, I mean, I I don't want to discredit Martin. Uh, but, uh, but come on, you know, I, I just, 
you know, I, this is this is again, uh, you know, taking the easy way out. I, and I and I don't. I you look, you put your hat on for the fighter, and I say, good, good for you. You know, I mean, make as much money as you can. I, I honestly feel that. Okay, you know, I, and I've said it about Floyd. People know that I'm not a big Floyd fan. I'm not a fan at all. But I do give him credit for making the money that he did and the way he did, you know. Um, But what irks me about him is he says he's the best. Well, you can't be the best unless you fight the best, you know. And just because you you have an O doesn't mean. I mean, I'm seeing posts that this cat and then there's people that believe it, that he's better than Sugar Ray Robinson. I mean, that just kills me. That kills me. I, I can't stand hearing that. Um, Chuck Alito Gonzalez is moving to Bantamweight. Um, apparently, he's going to be uh, fighting soon. Um, you know, when he was asked about it, he says, well, nothing's concrete, uh, but I will have a fight at uh, 118 pounds. No opponent or date is set. He's 36 years old. I mean, what does this guy have uh, left to prove? I, I, the, the sad thing about this is I, I think it's just a, a case of, uh, uh, you know, I just, I just, I, I just, I just think it's a case of the guy never making the money that that he should have, you know. Uh, you know, I, yeah, my man Eric is he's calling it like it is. You know, Charlo, I, they they're not coming to fight. They come in to collect money. That's what the PBC does. You know, I, Eric, you missed all the all of the, my my points. And and Jason uh, apparently uh, is a big PBC fan, so so watch yourself there. Um, I got. Uh, uh, I got uh, a, a thing I, I wanted to ask you guys to do uh, if you're uh, into it. All right. Oh, by the way, uh, I got a couple of emails. Uh, we were talking about the the uh, post that I saw uh, about the top 50 fighters. Um, and here it is. Th- this was it. I'm, I'm going to leave it on the screen for a minute here. These uh, this was what I was talking about last week. Um, you know, I. I I, I like this. I mean, this this one is is close to to what I believe as as you know being true. Um, and you see who's at number fifty, right? Uh, you know, and, and and the guys that are ahead of him. Um, you know, I'm not sure about Manny Pacquiao being number three. All right, I mean, Sam Langford, uh, Harry Greb should uh, should be on there, um, which he is at number two. But uh, you know, I like this uh, this. Uh, uh, list, you know, uh, top 50, you know, and, and it's, it's pretty realistic. Joe Gans maybe should be up there a little more. Jack Dempsey, uh, you know, all, all great fighters. I mean, you look at the names on this list, uh, and it's, uh, it's pretty good, you know? Um, so, Hey, you remember how I'm always told, I saw this, I saw this, uh, uh, cartoon the other day and I laughed my ass off because, you know, I, I, I say this all the time about, uh, you know, um, rah-rah men right i say boxing needs more trainers and teachers and instead we got rah-rah men and i came across this um check this out you know you got a line of people right uh pad holders hype men influencers i call them the rah-rah men there's a line a mile long real boxing teachers nobody's there you know and if you didn't think uh sugar anybody that that does think floyd mayweather uh is uh number one if you didn't think that Sugar Ray Robinson not only is one of the most talented fighters, he is the best boxer, in my opinion, ever laced on a pair of gloves, at least at this point. He was quite the character. Um, this is a, a really cool picture of, 
of uh, Sugar Ray Robinson um, in Harlem in front of his pink paddock, in front of his pink caddy. Now, this caddy was the same caddy that he took uh, over to England with him uh, when uh, uh, when he fought. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, all right. Well, listen. Um, before we go, I I, I wanted to uh, I have um, uh, you know. All right, let me let me make some comments here. We got uh, Jesus says uh, all of these title holders are going to are 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 going to overprice themselves. Therefore, fights will not happen. Are they going to overprice themselves? You know, the thing is, is that they're they're all when you when you put your boxer hat on and you're trying to make a living and provide for your family and you know, let's face it, I mean, you're risking your life every time you step in the ring and and boxing is pretty hard. I mean, the training and dedication you got to put into it so for them to get as much money for a fight i I don't knock them for that um what what i knock them for is is ducking the fights um you know so you know it is what it is you know um i i just believe that uh that a a fighter you know if you want to be a fighter yes you should want to be doing it for the money but you should also want to be doing it uh to gain the championship even though we are diluted with titles today um so you know what happens uh jesus is the fact that you know you give a price it's just like if you're trying to buy a car you know if if they want you know 30 grand for the car and, and you got 28 and you offer them 28 and if they don't take it go on and get another car you know i've always said the best thing when you're negotiating, whether you're buying or selling, whether you're, it's a, a fight or a car or a house, you always got to be willing to walk away. You want the best deal? Always be willing to walk away. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't. All right. You know, I, I've been thinking about a, a, a lot of stuff. All right. And uh, one of the things I've been wanting to talk about on the show is mean fighters, right? Um, you know, like the, the real mean fighters, you know, uh, fighters, I've said, you know, Terrence Crawford, he's got a mean streak, right? You know, but, but there's been some fighters that are no doubt mean guys. I mean, this guy right here, uh, Sonny Liston, uh, one of the meanest guys ever to set foot in the ring. I mean, and speaking of Sonny Liston, we're going to have Paul Gallagher back on. If you missed that show, uh, send me an email, I'll send you the link. Um, but man, did he say some stuff on that show? I mean, bombshells about Sonny Liston, uh, Ali, the death of Sonny Liston, all that stuff. As a matter of fact, I have his book, uh, right here, um, that you got to read if you haven't. It's, uh, the real story behind, uh, Ali Liston, um, and Paul Gallagher is the, uh, uh, author um, if you need uh, to for me to help you get a copy or whatever, just drop me an email and, and I'll hook you up. But what a book. And uh, we're getting Paul back on. He's, he's working on another book right now. I can't talk about what it's about, but it's going to be another doozy. Uh, and uh, we're going to have him on uh, short, you know, soon. Speaking of having on, next week we're going to have uh, John the Iceman Scully on. We'll be talking about uh, his uh, uh, light heavyweight. Uh, Artur Beaterbeef. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, so make sure you tune in uh, next week for that. But this is what I want you to do. Here's your homework assignment for, for the next week, okay? Who do you think was the top 10 mean fighters in, in, in the sport of boxing? And I say mean, I, like Terrence Crawford had a mean streak, right? But 
here's 10 that come to my mind. I, I jotted down when I, when I thought of this today, I jotted down 10 who I think are, are, you know, some of the meanest fighters ever to step foot in the ring. Now, you know, you talk about Mike Tyson. He is on my list. He was mean, but then we learned that maybe not so much, right? Um, but I'm talking about a mean fighter, that guy that had the switch. You know, Crawford has the switch. He can flip that switch. Uh, he's cool, a family man, God-fearing guy outside the ring, uh, sweet as pie, right? Gets inside the squared circle, and he flips that switch, and uh, he's in kill mode, right? I, I don't want to offend anybody. He's, he's in I'm going to knock you out mode, okay? Uh, but the 10 that came to mind in no particular order for me Jack Dempsey, Sonny Liston, Mike Tyson, Vic Darchinian. Remember him? Vic was a mean guy. Henry Armstrong, Joe Frazier, uh, George Foreman, Stanley Ketchell, uh, Rocky Marciano, and Marvin Hagler. I mean, these were the top 10 guys that popped in to my head when I thought about, uh, you know, mean fighters. Fighters that got in the ring mean. Uh, so uh, why don't you uh, uh, put together a list? And you could put them in your order if you want, or you don't have to have any order. Um, and uh, email them to me, uh, bill at billycboxing.com or billy at talkingboxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Hey, listen, thanks for joining us again. I'm sorry we uh, uh, did the show uh, a day early, uh, but uh, some scheduling conflicts uh, uh, caused us to do that. Uh, remember... Do me a favor, subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, you know, uh, uh, subscribe to our podcast, uh, subscribe to our uh, Rumble page. It's a new uh, platform we're on now. Uh, and also uh, uh, give us a, a like and a, whatever else you do on social media, okay? All right, boys and girls, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week. Same bat time, hopefully, same bat channel. Until then, ciao, baby.